everybody. Welcome to another episode of Individuality Unleashed. I'm Carolyn Peterson, and I'll be our host for today. I am the AVP of Implementation and Technical Solutions here at Wonderkind, and I am also the executive sponsor of our Wonder Queers Impact and Identity Group. That's right, it's Pride Month. Um, so I'm here with Heather and Bradley, who are our uh, co-leads of the Wonder Queers um, group. So I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi everyone, my name's Heather Hartel. My pronouns are she, her, hers. At Wonderkind, I'm a senior customer success manager, uh, and I also have been leading uh, Wonder Queers for the past two or so years, joined by Bradley. Hi, I'm Bradley Showalter, and I'm a software engineer, and my pronouns are he, him, his. I've been leading Wonder Queers with Heather for about a year and a half now, and I think that's it. Excited to kick off Pride Month. Yeah. Let's do it. So yeah, let's start with some background on Wonder Queers. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Definitely. So um, we're one of many identity and impact groups here at Wonderkind. Um, Wonder Queers specifically is our LGBTQIA plus employee resource group. Um, our mission statement is that we're committed to fostering community through education, advocacy, and joy amongst our LGBTQIA plus employees and allies, and creating a safe space in which every Wonderkind can feel empowered and included. Yeah, and we hold monthly meetings throughout the year. Our biggest time of the year is obviously Pride Month, where we have events going on all year long. But we also like to do events sprinkled throughout the rest of the year, too, just to keep our community engaged. Yes, we are gay all year round. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what drove the two of you to become co-leads? Um, at the beginning of last year, uh, Trey, who was awesome as a co-lead, decided to step down and I saw an opportunity to really help out and uh, help lead this community and really push for a larger uh, LGBTQI community in Wonder in Wonderkind, and yeah, I, that's what really drove me to step step up. Yeah, I chose to become a co-lead um, for a pretty similar reason when I first joined. Wonderkind, it was the first company that I'd ever been a part of professionally where I saw other queer people who were living openly and honestly to their identities, which was really inspiring as a recently out person myself. So um, when I joined the company almost three years ago now, I was inspired by all of the queer people around me. Uh, so decided to become involved with Wonder Queers just as a member. Um, and then when a leadership opportunity opened up, I was really excited to become uh, a part of the leadership team. And it's been a really awesome experience so far, um, being able to, to build community both for myself, making other queer friends in the workplace who are living authentically to themselves and their own truths, um, and also just getting to be that leader that I used to look up to. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and speaking for myself, I've been at Wonderkind for over eight years now. And when I started, I was one of just a handful of out gay people. Um, it was kind of part of the early days of like informal, like gay hangs, mm -hmm. like <laughs> within, um, inside the office and outside. Um, and my participation in Wonder Queer has kind of ebbed and flowed over my time um, at Wonderkind, but then when the opportunity arose um, with an executive sponsor spot um, earlier this year, I thought it was a great opportunity to jump on, and I really wanted to um, 
I had kind of like regretted not being more involved prior to that. And I saw that and I was like, okay, this is my chance. Like I need to, to step in here um, and just like be the visible gay like leader that I once looked up to in like an early job that I had. So that's you been, it. yeah. Thank you. It's Amazing. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hosting my first podcast too. Um, <laughs> and you're still gay. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Pride Month. Um, how did you all approach the Wonder Queers programming for Pride Month this year? So our programming <laughs> this year was largely based on the two pillars of celebration and education. We started off with that or those two topics and kind of expanded outward from there. Uh, for example, tonight we have our third annual now comedy show. Um, and then at the end of the, or at the end towards the end of the month we have Ben Green coming in and giving a talk panel talk on um, pronoun usage on uh, gender identity. We'll, we'll take that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so to touch on Pride Month a little bit uh, more specifically, our programming, like Bradley mentioned, is working to both celebrate who we are as queer people, how far we all have come both professionally and personally, um, and where our community is today, while also remaining educated both for ourselves and for the allies that we work with about a lot of the outstanding issues that we still face as a large community. So primarily this year, um, we're up against anti-trans legislation, um, a lot of corporate pride events that have been canceled um, while they're still simultaneously rainbow washing. So while we're celebrating ourselves through a lot of our programming, like karaoke, like parties, uh, like comedy shows, we're also working to have events that will educate ourselves around some of the legislation that is being passed. Um, and throughout the month, we also um, are fundraising and are um, educating everyone within the company about some of the, the topics that are top of mind this year for our community. Um, other feedback that we've gotten that we implemented this year was uh, making all of the events more accessible to some of our remote and hybrid employees. So in the past, um, New York as the headquarters has kind of uh, been where a lot of the events have taken place. So this year, we were working to do events in our London office, in our indie office, and then also events that can be accessed fully remote. Um, so that's some of the lessons that we've learned over the past years that we're implementing this year. Um, and we're excited to see how, how the month turns out. I know a big focus of our educational content this year does relate to the onslaught of anti-gay and specifically anti-trans legislation that is sweeping the country. All three of us are based here in New York City in our office, but we also have a sizable remote population as well as an office in Indiana, a state that is notoriously unfriendly to gay people. Um, how have y'all thought about that? How have we addressed that within Wonder Queers throughout the year, but also specifically in Pride Month to make sure um, that the queers across the country at Wonder can feel supported? Yeah, so our um, charity that we're donating to this year is Lambda Legal, and we are very uh, like hopeful that we'll raise money to help support them in their fight against all this anti-trans, anti-LGBT legislation happening across the country. And so that's our one of our like more primary and um, measurable ways that uh, we can uh, fight back against all of this. Um, another way is just simply 
having these events and being out and proud in the office and making sure that allies in our office know that we're here and we're not going anywhere. This is who we are. It's not like, it's not a compromise. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And to expand on what Bradley mentioned, uh, a little bit more about why we chose Lambda Legal. Historically, they've been an organization that's at the front lines of uh, supporting legal fights for queer rights. So, for example, they've worked on Lawrenceville, the Supreme Court case that overturned uh, sodomy being illegal. They also uh, provided legal support for Obergefell, which made gay marriage legal. Um, and they'll just continue to serve, in their own words, as a firewall against escalating attacks on the LGBTQ plus community and people living with HIV. Uh, so specifically, what that looks like now and today is anti-trans legislation. So. That's how we chose that organization um, to donate to, but also within Wonderkin more specifically beyond just philanthropic support throughout Pride Month. Um, like Bradley also mentioned, we just work to create space and be visibly who we are. I know it's a lot harder for remote and uh, office-based employees that aren't in New York City. Um, so we worked to have events in queer-friendly spaces in those places um, and other ways that companies can support queer individuals in states with anti-trans legislation um, is to stay up to date on um, specific topics that impact those communities. What comes to mind is healthcare. So um, if there are certain healthcare measures that aren't included in benefits, companies can remain up to date on what those may be, um, specifically for trans or queer people. Um, I've also heard of other companies that will support relocation to places that are more safe. Um, so for example, moving an employee out of a certain state and supporting them in a move to a state that's more safe for them to live in as an openly queer person. So that's more broadly beyond just Wonderkind. Um, but it is something that was definitely top of mind as we planned our programming this year because it doesn't necessarily feel like a year of celebration, I think, as Pride has in the past few years, just because it's very clear that our, our country is taking multiple steps back. All right, well, let's switch gears now um, to a topic that I think, Heather, you touched on earlier how pride celebrations can align with a company's marketing strategy, but also how do brands do that in an authentic way and not simple rainbow washing? Yeah, I think um, to me, I work on the client side, so I work with uh, a lot of e-commerce brands and brands who have in-person focuses as well. Um, and what I have observed both as a consumer and as in someone who works in digital marketing um, is it's very clear when a company is authentic in their Pride Month or other Heritage Months, Black History Month, Asian Pacific Islander Month, when they're authentic or when they're just doing something for the purpose of doing something. Um, so how authenticity comes into play there is, I'll speak to Pride Month specifically just because I am a queer person. If a company does things outside of Pride Month, if I know that they donate proceeds of their annual profits to X organization, um, or if they have events that support the queer community or queer artists throughout the year. Um, but if it is very clear to me that it's a company that is just looking to profit off of queer people, then that raises a flag in my head. Um, so pride activations to me that look like rainbow washing are when they're just trying to take money out of queer people's pockets. We have a lot of money collectively to spend um, and don't give back to us. So there's 
specific campaigns that you know are empowering the queer community, um, that are giving back to the queer community, and that are actually enriching our lives. And then there's other ones where you're just gonna throw a rainbow on a product and expect to make money off of it and hope that gay people buy it, which is actually the opposite of what you're hoping to achieve during Pride. Um, so that's kind of what, what I've observed and what I would advise to a brand if they're thinking about if they should do a, a Pride activation. If it's authentic, if it's not, it's almost better to do nothing. Yeah, and we're seeing that a lot this year with brands not standing by what they claim to be supporting with their yeah. Pride yeah. activations and taking, we all know, like Target taking down their Pride collections and due to bomb threats, et cetera. Um, and yeah, that definitely hurts too when you see a brand doing something and saying like, hey, like gays come, come buy from us, but then if they get a little bit of pushback, they roll over pretty easily. Yeah. And Starbucks just did it this week, it's the same thing. So to me that shows that all along they were only hoping to profit off of marginalized people rather than actually serve our community in a meaningful way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a big thing for me is love Pride Month, obviously, but being gay, we're gay year round. So I think it's important that to see companies do these types of things year round as well. It's not just something like you can throw on a rainbow for Pride Month. It's something where you're actively giving back to the community year round. There's demonstrable like feedback evidence that you're doing this. You are helping this community throughout the entire year, not just when it's profitable to you. A good example of like companies claiming to be kind of allies or on our side, but not quite getting, getting it. Uh, one company that I've worked at, very lot, lot of gay people, uh, LGBT people in the company and then for Pride one year, they decided that they would get us all brunch, and I, it's really hard to say that they bought us all um, oh, Chick-fil-A. No. <laughs> and it was just like, it was the height of all the Chick-fil-A scandals too. And I was like, how do you not know what's going on with all of it? How are you so, like, how do you have so many queer people in this company, and yet you don't, know what's going on and to me that like speaks to how far ahead like especially wonderkind is because we can like they they are very on top of like ethically buying like lunches for us when uh doing like pizza for parties or something like they're very on top of what are some small brands what are gay brands mm -hmm. what are like for the snack of the week it's like incredible how night and day it is with some companies where at least like Wonderkin like walks the walk like their actions really do speak for them mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and that takes work across the entire company yeah. it's not just up to the specific wonder queers impact group or other specific groups to make those things happen right like it's yeah imbued into the culture and the processes year-round um, so that's great to hear um, and yeah on the the chick <laughs> the chick-fil-a <laughs> example it's also just like 
Google it. Like yeah. Google <laughs> Chick-fil-A when you're buying from them and then you'll see all the news articles about it. And I think that's such a common trend that we see where companies or other kind of groups rely on the marginalized group to do the education and to educate the, them when they can easily do that themselves. Um, That's crazy. Well, yeah, it was a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. They also had no vegetarian options and like... Have you ever met gay people? I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're at least vegetarian. Yeah. All right, so we've talked a lot today about how we're gay all year round, and it's really important for companies to show their support for the queer community outside of just Pride Month. What does Wonder Queers specifically do throughout the year to engage the community? Yeah, um, so we, as we mentioned earlier, we have general body meetings once a month. Uh, we encourage both queer people and allies to join those, share their experiences, just come and chat. Uh, we, at the end of the, each uh, meeting, generally like to have a just how are you feeling moment where people, if they're feeling weary or excited about something, can have that chance to share that. And because it's important for our community to share how we're feeling and make those connections. Other than those, we do activations for Trans Day of Visibility and National Coming Out Day. We volunteer throughout the year. Uh, we pick different places, uh, pick different groups throughout New York City or uh, Indianapolis or London and volunteer there. And then on top of that, we really are hoping this year to uh, work with other wigs in the company to, to, or we want to work with other wigs in the company because they are our allies and we're their allies too. And I think that's really important to be there for them as well. Have there been any um, Pride Month marketing activations that you particularly loved or hated? this year or in past years? Yeah, um, this year particularly, I think it was like last week, I saw a, a shower curtain that had a rainbow that looked like it was just clip art, to be honest, but still looked pretty good. And it said something like live, laugh, lesbian on it. <laughs> and Honestly, drop the link. Because yeah, it's <laughs> just like, I mean, yeah, I'm not a lesbian, but I'd purchase that. Like, <laughs> so I think they know their audience, at least. I feel um, like a gay person made that. Yeah. You know? It's like they were told by management to like come up with 30 designs in some short amount of time, and they were just like, fine, whatever. And like, <laughs> like no, this is the one. Like, That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I feel like usually the difference between what companies think gay people want and what we actually want is so different. Yeah. Um, because usually it's not that serious in terms of what we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> we just want funny shower curtains. Yeah. Yeah. For Pride, I'm wearing a shirt that says, I heart my girlfriend with a picture of her face on it. You got <laughs> that custom made? Custom made. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So that's what I want. I don't, I'm not looking for like all of these rainbow campaigns, but I don't speak for the whole queer community. To wrap up, why don't you tell me a bit about what Wonder Queers has on the docket for Pride Month? 
Yeah, so we're about halfway through the month right now. Um, we've already had kickoff parties in London and in Indy. Um, London one was in the office. The Indy one was at a, a queer bar in Indianapolis. Um, we had our general body meeting for the month of June. It was Pride-focused, um, so we had an open discussion with all of our queer employees about what Pride means to you, ways that you're celebrating or ways that you're protesting this year. Um, and then we have our queer comedy show this evening, so we'll all get, go get some mm. laughs in. Um, we've been partnering with the same queer comedians for the past three years, um, where we have LGBTQIA plus uh, comedians based in New York City come to the office to tell some jokes, make us laugh. Um, we'll have a happy hour in the office after, and we'll live stream that to all of our remote and indie employees. Um, and then for the rest of the month, we have um, in the London office a drag bingo event at the office. Um, we will have a New York City Pride party next week. We're singing karaoke together um, in Brooklyn. And then um, one of our main events, like we've already touched on for the month, is an educational event. Um, our main goal with this is around activism and allyship for the trans community. So we have a trans activist and public speaker coming in to educate the company around anti-trans legislation, disinformation that's uh, charging around the country, um, and ways to combat that and really show up to support the trans community here and going forward. So we wanted that at the end of the month so that we could get all of the celebrations and um, queer joy focuses uh, throughout the month and then also close it out with next steps for how to approach the rest of the year in support for our trans uh, siblings in our community. Um, and then after that, uh, we'll wrap up the month with in-office celebrations uh, in New York City and in Indy. Uh, and then the London office has a pride parade to close out the month. So we have a stacked month, um, of course, and uh, uh, based on education and celebration, like we've already mentioned. So a lot of things to look forward to and a lot of things that we've already celebrated. Love it. Pride is always a busy, fun, sometimes exhausting month <laughs> for, for us all. Uh, Great. Well, thank you both so much. Um, and thank you, everyone, for another great episode of Individuality Unleashed.